You know, as we as we wrap up that song, before you sit down, you know, think about the choice that was being made right there. See, because the the decision it says, "Then sings my soul." There's going to be times your soul doesn't feel like singing. Your mind, your will, your emotions. You, you, you're having to make a choice. I've had several people say this morning, I just made a choice to be here. I, I just didn't give myself an option. And that's part of the relationship that we have with the Lord is, is we choose. One of, the, one of the things about marriage and, and, and being, being married is you choose to love that person. You make that choice. You said, I chose you. I chose to choose to love you. I'm going to continue to walk in that. When, you, when you're a parent, you, you choose to be, sometimes uh, it, it's, it's just, I'm going to be a parent. I'm just going to step up. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to do what it requires. Same way in our relationship with the Lord. And, and, but, but then when we make that choice, then we begin to think of, God, thank you for all that you've done, how great you are. What a powerful thing. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. And we praise you that, that, Lord, we do make that declaration, that choice to say, Lord, we're going we're gonna to entrust you. We're going to say how great thou art, regardless of the circumstances, the way we feel, what we see. Sometimes when it's, when it's difficult or a struggle, we thank you, Lord, that that's the walk of faith. That's the life of faith. And, Father, we choose to, to live by. And, Lord God, we praise you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated. Kids can be dismissed. A little thinner today on some of the kids and some of the people, but I'm telling you, you chose to be here, and that's, that's, that's what I love, is we can know that we're going to have others that are dedicated to be here. Sometimes things, life, whatever challenge gets in the way of, of being able to be here, but that's when we love the online and, and being able to go back and watch it later on. I'm amazed at how many people watch after the not live, but come in afterwards and watch. And, and how many people go back over things. Sometimes the word that's being taught and ministered is, is so powerful, and, uh, and we need to hear it again. But I, I've been teaching on the life of faith, or the, uh, I don't remember even what I titled this. I, I've, I've got two sets of notes, and I'm, I've been trying to get through this last page. But, but God just keeps stirring this in me. I was, I'm teaching, it's, it's funny, I'm teaching the, the same topic of faith at Cowboy Church, but it's entirely different. And the Lord gave me these two sets of notes and two different teachings, and, I, and I'm mixing the two, uh, or I'm not mixing them really. I'm, I'm just, but, but, but taking a different approach or different angle at it a little bit. But, you know, it's amazing what the, what the Holy Spirit can do for us whenever we just show up and we say, Lord, okay, how, what, how, what do I need to do? What's my part to play? And, you know, the last few weeks uh, we were talking about how do we walk by faith. And, and we, we looked at Mark chapter 4. And let's, let's start there in Mark chapter 4. And I'm not going to review much because I want to get through where we need to get through. But last uh, week the Lord just kind of led me into teaching uh, into uh, following and using the seed of the Word of God and, and applying that into our hearts and how that, that sometimes the Word that we hear uh, gets, uh, doesn't produce what, it, what God intended for it to produce. Now, now listen, the Word says, the Bible says that, that the Word of God will not return into him void. It will accomplish what He sent it for it to do. But, the, but then we see when Jesus is speaking, he says, yes, the, the seed has everything. The word of God as a seed has everything available to accomplish it. But yet there's things that sometimes will we'll stop that process. And he gave us the example out of, out of uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 13. He says, and, and first of all, I just love this statement. He says, 
do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? See, he'd, he'd used the parable, and then his disciples got him aside, and he said, now explain this to us. We're not fully understanding this in Mark chapter 4, verse 13, uh, the, the previous verses. But then he's going to explain it. He says, if you don't get this, you can't, you can't get all the, any of the other parables because you've got to understand how this works. And in verse 14, he says, the sower sows the word. And these are those that are by the wayside where the word is sown. When they, they hear the word, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So he says, first of all, the sower sowing the word. And at this moment, it was Jesus sowing the word. Jesus, the word made flesh, was sowing uh, of what God's will and desire was. Do we, if we ever want to know, what, you know what's, the, what's the heartbeat of God, what's the general uh, understanding of who God is, what's His will? See, that's why I look at the, the Word of God as His will. We can, it, they call it a testament, the New Testament, the Old Testament. But, but the will and testament is what is left. That's the desire of, the, of one who's, who's passed on. But for those who are, are the descendants, the ones of the recipients, this is what's given to you. And so I read the, will, uh, the Word of God as His will. And so when I read it, I'm reading it from that a little bit uh, different perspective maybe than some. Because I'm, I'm reading it with a positive spin that says God, God's, this is His heart, His will, His desire. And, and when, I, when I look at what the, the Word says, uh, Jesus was taking what was God's will. And when I'm desiring to know what God's will is, understanding the Word. But then also just looking at the example of Jesus' life. What did Jesus do? How did He live? But what, how did He minister? What, how did He change lives? What did He do? Heal, restore, provide supply, all these different things. That's God's will for our lives. And so that's, that's what part of that word coming forth was not part of it. All of it was God's will. And so uh, we, we look at verse 15. He said, but they heard it. So the seed went forth, but Satan came immediately to steal it. Now, so that, that tells me that there, there's an active challenge that it's going to come against us when we start to hear the Word. I've, there's several of you who are watching you know, the morning Bible study or, or the devotion. You're, you're listening to the, the, the teaching and others studying the Word. From other, I'm watching men and, and, and some of you uh, ladies and, and growth in the Word. I'm and growing in, how, and, in understanding. But see, you're getting it. You're understanding how the, there is a responsibility that I have to guard and protect because Satan will come to steal the word. It's amazing. If you set your heart to follow God, you will be challenged. The devil doesn't like to see those who, who begin any part of the word. Last week, I, I talked about tithe. I talked about offering. I talked about giving. I guarantee you, if you dedicate to give and to tithe, God's promises produce. But I can also guarantee you, I've heard people say, oh, man, I'm tired now. I mean, everything's going on. Everything's broke. Everything. Well, that's the devil trying to steal the word where God is concerned, where, where his promise is concerned, because he doesn't want you to receive the harvest. Remember what verse 20 says. These are the ones who sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit, some 30, 60, and 100 fold. It wasn't just the good ground that caused the seed to, go, to grow. It was also that they didn't let the devil come in and steal it. Then, you know, verse 16, sown on stony ground where they hear the word and immediately receive it with gladness. Then there's no root. 
It doesn't, it doesn't endure but for a, a short time because afterwards tribulation and persecution arise for the word's sake. Again, sorry, I got something. I had to get that out of my, out of my mouth there. But there, there's, there's a, a word sown and there's immediately Satan comes. Why? For, for the word. Then you got the tribulation and the persecution that comes. Why? Because of the word. And then afterwards, or verse 18, then these are the ones that are sown among, uh, that, that hear the word, and then the cares of the world, deceitfulness, riches, desire of other things enter in and choke the word. They're all after the word. Every, every part of that is coming to steal the word. Why? Because if the word gets in our hearts and we guard and protect it and we don't allow those things to steal it, we, it will produce Jesus, written in red, verse 20, said good seed in good ground will produce. But you know what? It doesn't produce instantly. We like instant. We like to, we like to, we get upset if we pull up to a drive-in, uh, or I mean a drive-up window, and we order our food, and if it ain't, if it, if it, we're not there in just any quick time, we're, we're aggravated, right? I mean, we're, we're impatient, some of us, some of us, you, I'm not me, I'm always, yeah. Right. No, we, we, we sometimes we get impatient about things. We want to pray and get results. Well, listen, we'll pray, get results. That's part of why God said patience is so valuable. Patience, that word patience, a little bit deceiving over there in James. It also means endurance. It means perseverance. It means the ability to stand your ground. It's, it's the ability to hold fast. But it's also the willingness to, 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 come, to, to stand against the attack of the enemy that comes against our mind. It comes, I mean, if you dedicate that you're going to you know, work on any good, any good thing, let's say you know, just a, a good habit, developing a good habit, you, you decide you're going to I've, I've changed some of the things where, where eating and, and some of those things are concerned. I've, I've cut out a lot of things. I've cut out a lot of you know, French fries. I said I was going to cut out French fries. I knew I needed to cut out French fries. That's just one example of things. But I said I was going to do that for a long time. I love French fries. I mean, man. I mean, they're just wonderful. I mean, I, how, how, could, how, could they be, how could they be bad? I mean, they're, they're so good. Well, see, my flesh leads me to always, I, I can have the decision. No, I'm not going to do that. And then I get to the restaurant, and I'm really hungry. And I really need it. And it's like, oh, well, you know, I'll do that next week. And so we kick the can down the road. Well, see, building a habit takes, takes some effort, takes some work. And you know what? Here's the thing. When we make a choice that we're going to do something different, there, then there's going to be opposition. Because for one thing, just the good old flesh, well, that, that's a kind of, maybe that'd be an oxymoron. Anyway, the good old flesh, the, the flesh, the bad part, of, I mean, the flesh is the thing we're trying to get under control. It loves to dictate how we're going to live and, and what we're going to do. And see, part of our, I, I was uh, talking to a guy about different eating habits and things, and, and uh, it's somebody who I, I've connected with on Instagram. It's, it's uh, pretty amazing. He's from North Carolina, food guy. He's, he's really buff. I'm, I mean, you know, he's, he's like, uh, he's, he's really in shape, looks good. And, and I don't know why this guy, he has a man bun. And, you know, that's really not my, my style. But, but he's a, nothing wrong with a man bun. But, uh, but, but it's not somebody that I would normally have connected with. We have nothing in common in our lifestyles. But he's been really intrigued by the way I live my life. 
and, and he's a Christian. That's the, probably the one connection. And we were talking back and forth. And I'm, you know, we're talking about kids. He's got young kids. And so it's just another man that I can build into. But we've developed this relationship where, and we're exchanging these things back and forth. And, and, and some of the things that, that he uh, uh, does or, or talked about is way different as far as eating and, and some of those things. And so I have to put my, my flesh under I have to choose to make the choice. But when that opposition to it comes and I fall or fail to do what I said I was going to do, that the power of the Word of God can continue to work. So when I, when I make that mistake or I fall or fumble or, 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 or just get back on, you know, you get bucked off, what you do? You get back on. Remember a few times when, uh, you know, Kenzie get bucked off or, or fall off or do something, you know, when she was trying to ride. Now, obviously, I didn't want to put her in danger, but I made her get back on. We had this one horse that one time she was roping the dummy, and for some reason, he just bucked. I mean, he didn't buck her off, but he, he bucked. And, uh, and she's starting to tear up, and I, you know, kind of doing like the, little, like the little toddler when they fall down. You, if you go, <gasps> they start bawling. Or if you go, oh, man, that was good. Way to go. You know, they'll kind of go, uh, okay, and they get up. Well, that was kind of the way this deal was, and she wanted to get off. I said, no, you're not getting off. I said, you ride that horse. You ride that horse till you are confident again. See, stay in there. That's part of the faith. Now, it's not that we're earning salvation. I always like to throw that little caveat in. Salvation is by grace through faith. That's accepted, that's received, that free gift. But our works of, of righteousness, our practice, is something that we need to participate and do. So the thing that, that I wanted to get to, look at John chapter 14, because a big help for us in the process of walking by faith is learning to trust the Holy Spirit and, and use the Helper's help. You can hopefully that, that you just remember this because a part of walking by faith is not just you physically out strengthening it or you just through your through your determination. A lot of you are determined people. A lot of you are are achievers. A lot of you can willpower a lot of things. But here's the here's the the benefit to learning the the help of the Holy Spirit is the help of the Holy Spirit comes in when you are at your end. But even better. When you're even at your strength, when you learn to, to add His help to what you do, it'll make things so much better. He says in verse 25, He says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, from the Father will uh, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, notice Jesus' uh, illustrator called him the, the, uh, the helper. Some translations may say comforter. He, he's called the advocate. He's called all of these different things the Holy Spirit. Now, remember, the Holy Spirit's a he, not an it. You know, it, it's, he's a one person of the Trinity, and, and we begin to understand him. Now, I always like to separate them in that I pray to the Father in Jesus' name with the help of the Holy Spirit. Identifying, I don't worship the Holy Spirit. And you know, you keep your worship to the Father. It's hard to separate them. And people say, "Well, how do I separate them?" I say, "I don't. Know. I just, I just. There's some things. If I don't fully understand it, I just accept it and go on. In time, God begins to reveal and understand and help. But, but, but just know and understand that the Holy Spirit is there to, as a strengthener. You know, I've I've had people that. Uh, 
They don't really identify with that much, but we ought to just uh, ask the Lord, say, Lord, uh, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me the empowerment, the benefit of what the Holy Spirit brings, and allow me to receive the help that he has. Here's the thing. Jesus up there in, in verse 15, he says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And in verse 16, he says, And I'll pray the Father, and he'll give you another helper, again, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now, understanding that what Jesus was making clear right there, sorry, Jason, I threw that one at you and didn't tell you I was going to do that, but uh, if you'd had been listening to the Holy Spirit, you'd have known. <laughs> but... Uh, but that word, I, I love that word in verse 16, and you've probably heard me say this before, but when we understand he's, he's in the Greek talking about another, allos, paraclete, another just like me, and that's the, the, the understanding of what they heard. They were hearing, I'm going to send the, another comforter. I'm going to send the helper, the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna, the Father's going to send him to you, and he's going to do for you just like I've done while I was physically walking on the earth. And that's what Jesus was communicating to him. And listen, that wasn't just available to the 12 or the 120 that were in the, the upper room. That was to those, even the Apostle Paul talks about how it calls us the temple of the Holy Spirit. Later, 40 years later, after the day of Pentecost, after Jesus ascended and they were... They were uh, Saved and, and the new birth took place and they were empowered to do to be witnesses and, and, and all of those things. We see it continue in the church where the Holy Spirit, the helper, was there to, to, to help us. So and no matter what you're doing in your job, and you're raising your kids, and you're trying to figure out your finances, and trying to be in a relationship, in dealing with business, that's where the help of the Holy Spirit comes in. And, and He guides and directs us. Notice what He said. He said, the Holy Spirit, who the Father sends in my name, He'll teach you all... I'm back in verse 26. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance the things that I said to you. Now, He said He's going to teach you all things, so He's going to reveal the Word of God. I love that uh, Dakota mentioned that he, he doesn't remember when, but He wrote in His Bible. I mean, that's why you, that, that physical Bible in your study, in church, when, when the Holy Spirit's speaking, I mean, I've got things underlined. I've got the extra notes. I've got I, things that help me in that study to remind me. But the Holy Spirit will prompt me. And, and a lot of times I see where it's at on the page. I'm jumping around to different Bibles right now. So, I mean, have been, but used to. I, I taught in this Bible only pretty much. And so all my study was there. So I would remember on the page usually. I'd say, okay, it was in the Gospels. It was somewhere around here. And, but it was on this side of the page right there. I could almost see that uh, with, with, as, as I went through it. And so it helped me find it. But the Holy Spirit will guide you. He will teach you. You know, the wonderful thing is, is, is uh, Sarah and I were talking before church about, the, about, the, the, about kids, and I was telling the story of, of catching our oldest in, in a, little, a little lie. And it, it was not a big deal, but it was big enough. I mean, a lie, I mean, catching them in it, that was definitely something that we wanted to correct. But it was fun for the fact that, that I, I just knew Something was, you know, it's like we're all knowing. That's what she was, you know, making her kids understand. Look, I know. 
Mama sees everything. You know, I, it was like, I, I know everything. That's, that's the idea that, that we kind of want to, we don't really, but yet we do when the Holy Spirit prompts us to, to prepare us. We, we caught her, and I won't tell the whole story, but, but we caught her in this situation. It was actually a lot of fun because I got to show how good I was at investigating and finding out the real thing. I mean, I, I, I drew the whole scenario out of how she snuck out and, over, and, and walked down in the sand, in the sand tracks and met the boy from, from the neighboring house and all this, you know, stood down there and, you know, and then they came, you know, it was all, the, the, the sand on the shoes in the closet. I said I wasn't going to tell the story, but anyway, it's pretty much did. But here's the deal. The fun thing about that is, is that the Holy Spirit helps us not just catch our kids, but catch ourselves, see things and anticipate. That's part of the help. How many times have you dodged a, a problem because you recognized it ahead of time and you were prepared? How many times are you caught behind because you didn't? See, the Holy Spirit's there to help us in those things. And a wonderful thing is, is that, that he, he leads us to and through His Word how to build our faith to trust Him. You know, I, I have no doubt that, that God, through the help of the Holy Spirit, it, through the Helper's help, that, that He's going to lead and guide us through these difficult times we're in. I think this is a time to develop your faith as strong as you've ever had not just for, for your uh, beliefs in, in Christ and what you're going to stand for, that's important, but also how to navigate uh, rising costs of everything. Inflation, taxes are going to have to come up. I mean, how else are they going to pay for all this stuff? I mean, there's so many things out there moving forward. There's so many challenges, so many things that are ahead, but yet we have a God who can provide for all. See, here's the thing. When we begin, like I said last week, when we do things God's way then we're putting our trust in Him, and then we're tapped into a supply that's not limited to this world's, uh, world's economy where, where economic things are concerned. We can, we can have wisdom to go. So allow the help of that. Now, the, the next thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about uh, out of Romans chapter uh, 12. Let's turn over to Romans chapter 12 because the, the first thing we got to do and I, is to choose to hear God's Word and put it first. But the next thing we got to do, or what happens when these things are put into practice, is we begin to be transformed by the Word. Now listen, this is a uh, teaching that, that I've done quite a lot on and, and covered in some of these verses. But I can tell you that, that this is what I see in, in some of you who are applying the Word and applying the Word. And most everybody here, I, I, see God, I see changes in your life because God, you're taking the Word, applying it, and it's beginning to transform you. But understand something. Let's look at verse 1, first of all, of chapter 12. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So he says, I, I beseech you, I challenge you, I encourage you to, to, to uh, by the mercies of God. So first of all, he sets your, your mindset, he says, by God's mercy. He says, I beseech you according to God's mercy. See, it doesn't take long or, uh, for you to remember if you just think about what you were saved from. Some of you have greater, greater transformation or greater change than others. So the, the mercies of God that He would allow you to be His child, that He would love you in spite of where you were and what you were doing. 
that He would die for you. I mean, those mercies, and, and even if you've been saved a long, long time, to, you, it's easy. Uh, we don't want to ever forget those things, but it's by that mercy that we can approach God. And He says that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So what is He saying? He's saying you, you present your life to God. You're willing to say, God, here, here's what I have. Here's who I am. Use me. Change me. Do whatever. Guide me. Direct me. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, now verse 2. He says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, that word transformed is that word metamorphosis, or it comes from the word, Greek word, uh, metamorpho, but it, it's where we get metamorphosis, and that's a change over time. Now, I know many of you have heard that before, but think of the concept of that tra being transformed by God isn't an instant process in the way we live in our outward actions. It is in the new birth, our spirit man, but the rest of us, our mind, will, and emotions, the way we respond, those things uh, uh, have to be changed over time. How do they change over time? Just like any other habit, you, you remain consistent, remain consistent, continue to do it. If you get off track, you correct. You make a choice, and, and then, you, then you begin to, to follow that. You know, I was talking about uh, cutting out a lot of things, you know, uh, changing the way I eat. Not, I, I didn't already cut out pop, and, and I just drink water, a little, little bit of coffee in the morning, but, you know, water all day. That's pretty much all I, I, and I said, well, I don't like water. But you can learn to like water. Put a little lemon in it, put something else in it. But, but after a while, you can train yourself to like water, I guess, because I love water. I've always, and if, you, and if you got nasty tap water, then get you one of them. We got one of those five-gallon bottle deals with the dispenser. It's cold or it's hot, and we go cheap. We go fill them up at the, you know, we got three of them. So we just go fill them up, and we got good water always. It's easy. A little bit of work, but it's easy. We have, we have good water. So we enjoy to drink it better. But see, every once in a while, we may drink a pop. Every once in a while, we may, 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 you know, it doesn't hurt anything. But I'm not going to, if I'm going to change that thing that my body craves, it takes doing it and then doing it more and doing it consistently. So how, how about that relationship with God, that walk of faith? When I, when I begin to consider my ways and I begin to be transformed by God's Word and I allow the help of the Holy Spirit to, to show me the areas that I need to tr correct and change, then I can begin to grow and, and develop over time. You, you go from that tadpole to a bullfrog or a frog, right? Some of you, that you can, uh, uh, you can see that better than the caterpillar to the butterfly. All right? Just because, okay, I'm bad. Enough. But you know what? The process, I love that process because what, what does it do? It doesn't lose the tail immediately, but it begins to sprout legs, that tadpole. It goes through that process. If your kids had never seen that, you, you, they, we used to gather up a whole bunch of tadpoles, man, we'd hold and we'd watch them turn into frogs. See, there's a process over time, it takes an extended period. And that's the way the Word of God will begin to transform us. Now, this word renew is, is something that's real important. Let's look at, uh, uh, well, go on. He says, be renewed, 
the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Let's look at Titus chapter 3. And I want you to see over Titus. So if you're not familiar, go to uh, Thessalonians, Timothy, Titus. The three T's are together. This is the third one. Little book in there. Kind of hard to find. Your pages are probably stuck together in there. I know mine are. Uh, but go to Titus chapter 3. So middle of the New Testament. I, I, uh, in this uh, verse, let's look at uh, what I put down for you. Five. Let's look at verse 5. He says, not, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us through the washing of the regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. See, as we begin to be transformed by the, uh, by the Word of God, the Word of God begins to shape and mold us, begins to influence and affect us. But then we see this, this word renewing, and I'm reading the New King James today because it's got these, uh, this, this uh, uh, lexicon in here that gives me the Greek definition. He says the, the word suggests, this is the definition, the word suggests a uh, renovation, restoration, transformation, and a change of heart and life. Think about that as, as we begin to allow the word to work in our life as we begin to rely on the Holy Spirit's help, there'll begin to be a, a regen, regeneration, a renewing, a transformation. It's something that begins to take place in our life. And, and what it'll begin to do is it'll begin to affect our, by, by practicing that way of life, it'll begin to affect our character. You know, we, I'm, I'm not going to have you turn there, but Galatians uh, 522 talks about the, the nine fruits of the Spirit. And I, and I wrote them down so I could always remember them because I, I rattle off a bunch. But love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. See, when we be, allow the Word to transform our mind and we allow the renewing power of the Holy Spirit to begin to work in our life, it'll begin to change our character. We begin to be more like Jesus. Everybody says, well, we need to be more like Jesus. Well, we can't be more like Jesus without the help of the Holy Spirit because we need His help. We got some rough edges. And you know what? If, you're, if, you're not, if you didn't realize it, uh, the, the, there are times, there's other things that, that, that cause you, bring uh, the old nature back out. There's times. But see, love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, the ability to maintain. You know, self-control is, is one of those fruits that I think is a, is a, is a, is a valuable thing. Helps us. What is self-control? It's the ability to not just to, to lose it, obviously. But it's, the, it's, that, it's that quality of being consistent. I, I think having the ability to walk consistently. Being, being and doing, that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, but it means that you're going to begin to be more and more consistent. Consistent in what? Consistent in prayer, consistent in Bible study, some of those good practices, those habits. That'd be wonderful. But also more consistent in how you respond in, in pressure situations, in adverse situations. Do, do, at, at what, how, how do things that are, that are out of your control affect you? How do things that surprise you, you didn't plan for, affect you? 
You ever, you ever have, you know, just come out and you're in a hurry and need to go outside and you got a, got a low tire, you know, you got a flat tire, you got something that interrupts your day and now you're in a tizzy and you're, you're all upset and you're aggravated and, and, and well, okay, son, it's okay to, to get aggravated and upset, but does, do you allow that to tilt your whole day, to ruin everything? See, here's the thing. When we begin to have self-control, it allows us to go a little off track and be brought back in. It allows us to, to the, the life, life to push us and bump us, but, we, but we're not going to go plumb out. We're going to manage to stay up there and continue to move forward. So it's, it's a, a very, very valuable that we continue to allow the renewing of the Holy Spirit like he says here. Verse 6, it says, the, the renewing of the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. So he, he poured out the, the renewing work of the Holy Spirit in the new birth for us as believers. And we ought, to, we ought to just say, Lord, I want all you got. Holy Spirit, I, I need you. I want you filling me. I want all you got. You say, oh, I heard about that filling of the Holy I'm afraid of that. Don't be afraid of anything that God has. I mean, man, I want everything God has. I want, I want what's available to him. And so just know and understand that verse, we've got to read verse 7 since there's just a comma there. It says, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Hallelujah. Man, God, God just continues to be at work in us. You know, uh, what does continue on? Verse 8 says, this is the faithful saying of these things I want you to affirm, affirm constantly that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. He says, these, these are things going to bring good things in your life. Allowing the renewing work of the Holy Spirit, allowing ourselves to be not only transformed, but renewed on a daily basis, restored, renovated. What a great word. I love restoration, transformed, changed, the, a change of heart and life. That's, that's what the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives does. Lives does. It's not instant, but it can be a very quick process now, the wonderful thing is, is that it's up to us to continue. Notice he said, be careful in verse 8, be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. Listen, there's going to be times when the world doesn't think, the people uh, uh, that aren't living for God don't think this is good and profitable. They don't understand why you make the choices you make. But I can guarantee you, when we put our trust in God and allow Him to, to be at work It'll, it'll be at work. Let's keep reading because I'm going to wrap this up with this. But, man, I love this. Verse 9, he says, But avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, striving about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless. Reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition. In other words, give him a couple of chances and then just say, uh-uh, uh-uh. Not going to have that. Just, just separate. I, you know... And then he says, knowing that such a person is warped and sinning, being self-condemned. Uh, boy, I, I tell you what, sometimes uh, Paul was uh, writing to Titus, I guess, here, and, and uh, he uh, getting pretty plain with him. Another one of his young protégés told, told him, said, look, here's what you need to do to, to change and, and to transform. You know, God talks a lot about how we, who we hitch our wagon to, who we connect with, and who we uh, so, spend the most time with. So as we, as we continue in this walk of faith and this life of faith, 
Just know that, that trusting God, not only through salvation, but putting into practice good works, putting into practice the, the effort that it takes to walk before God and, and entrust these things to God and allow Him to just continue to be at work in and through your life. It's, transform, it's transforming. It's transforming over time. You know, uh, that's, that's the power of it. Let's, let's go before the Lord and let's just pray. Father, we just thank you and we praise you that, Lord, that Lord we just know that the life of faith is more than just getting saved and be, being eternally secure. But a life of faith is one that says, Lord, I'm, I'm going to allow the, the Word of God to begin to, be a, 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 to begin to affect my life. I'm going to read and I'm going to study it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take notes and I'm going to be, pay attention as the Holy Spirit teaches me through the Word. The Father God, we thank you and praise you that, that through the transforming power of the Word and the renewing work of the Holy Spirit that we can be changed and transformed in life and that it'll begin to even affect our character. The things that, that we didn't see anything wrong with in the past and now we begin to recognize as, hey, that's something I need to do different. I thank you, Father God, that you begin to help us to walk in truly into love, joy, peace, and patience, and kindness, goodness, gentleness. And, and thank you, Father, that we can walk with self-control. Father, it helps us to keep ourselves in, in balance, consistent in life. We thank you, Father God, for that walk of faith and the provision that you've given us through the Word and through the help of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, today I just ask that you'd minister this to us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I tell you what, as you go throughout your week, uh, just remember these words. I, I challenge you to take the, 